0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Filius Club. This is episode 76. We are in October 2016, and it's a special. We're having a conversation with a conservative Christian. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Felix Club. This is a special episode. We do those from time to time. It's usually a one-on-one with uh, someone that I think uh, is interesting to the rest of the of the world because they are in a uh, situation that maybe other people, other cultures don't uh, encounter as much. We've done some about uh, living in Saudi Arabia. We've done some about being a uh, very far left activist. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) almost in in france um so we try to sort of explore other uh types of cultures um in in these specials and uh usually for those who don't know the show what we do is that we get people from different cultures backgrounds countries together and discuss the uh the, the the news from around the world. These specials are a little bit different. And uh, I don't think I mentioned my name. I should probably do that. I'm Patrick Beja. I'm the host of the show. And uh, so today I'm welcoming to the show Tony Staley. Is that? I, I hope I'm not butchering your name. That's absolutely correct. Excellent. Thank you, Tony, for for being on the show. Um, Just to jump right into it, you are a uh, self-defined conservative Christian, right?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: All right, so that is what we're going to be exploring today, uh, what it means uh, to be a conservative Christian, and maybe uh, with a sort of light uh, shining on your online activities and maybe some of the challenges that you find there. But I think we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, your your what it means to you to be a conservative Christian as well uh, in the beginning of the show. Um, this is something that might not be a huge problem surprise to people from the US. uh, But I'm sure that people from outside the the US are going to be interested in hearing uh, directly from someone who lives through this every day, and not through maybe some, uh, you know, fantasized uh, (laughs) uh, recountings uh, that they've heard from someone who's heard it from someone. And uh, as usual, what I'd like to remind people when we we do this, uh, the special, it's that I really want the Phileas Club to be a place where we are listening and not a place where we're necessarily arguing. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that I, I won't, uh, maybe ask questions or wonder about some things, but there are plenty of places in media where you're going to try to have people convince other people of many things. And that's great. It's good that it exists. But what lacks, I believe, is a place just to listen to people who think differently, maybe, or maybe who think like you. But just listening is important and trying to maybe not agree, but at least understand with people. So Again, I want to extend my thanks to you, Tony, for being on the show. Um, I'm sure this is not an easy uh, step for you because I don't believe you are a very, uh, you know, media savvy person. You're putting yourself out there a little bit here. So thank you very much for being on. And uh, I guess my first question, let's dive into it, is going to be uh, for you, if you could define yourself and explain who you are, where you're from, so that people have a sense of, uh, of who you are um, as an introduction.
1: Sure. I am, like you said, I'm from the United States, uh, from southeastern Ohio. I live right on the river, the Ohio River, between Ohio and West Virginia. Um, I, it's a rural community. Uh, we have some towns, but not much in the way of big cities. Uh, so, uh, I had mentioned previously that I am a I, I'm a banker. I'm a white Christian banker, so as far as conservatism, <laughs> that's like the uh, the poster child, I suppose. But um, I've, I've lived in this area all my life. I've been a Christian uh, all my life. You know, my, my parents were Christians. They were actually Catholic, and I um, went to a Catholic church every Sunday as a boy. And then uh, when I got into high school, I actually went to a, uh, a Christian High School, a private Christian high school, and somehow while I was going to school there, I kind of fell away from the church, uh, which is I suppose a little ironic, but
0: <laughs> so after when, go ahead. when you say you got, you fell away from the church, um, how would you define that? Do you mean you didn't go to church every every Sunday or did you uh, sort of uh, distance yourself from from your faith even?
1: I wouldn't say that I distanced myself from the faith. I still identified as a Christian. Um, I still, of course, believed in um, God. I just—you're correct. I did not go to church, uh, and it wasn't just not going every Sunday. It was a block of a few years that I never went. And then I started acting in um, ways that would not epitomize Christianity (laughs) very much. This was during— late high school and college. So I got into a little bit of the party scene in college, um, comparatively with some other people that, uh, I ran with, it wasn't quite as bad, but, um, so we're not and, talking
0: about like drugs and, and dealers and, uh, anything like that, right? No, it's just partying no, a little that. bit too
1: hard. Yeah. Partying a little too hard, okay. uh, a little much in the, too much in the way of, uh, dating and, um, I don't want to say dating because that makes me sound a little bit like a prude, but you, you understand what
0: I'm talking about. Uh, well, casual encounters and. Uh, yes. Right. So, wait, maybe I'm getting into and if I'm stepping out of bounds, just let me know. Did you have premarital sex? I did. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know already that's interesting here because i think this is kind of you know i'm, I'm touching on the uh fantasized vision that we have of, of uh uh conservative christians here it, it for some of us i'm sure and i'm sure for some of the the conservative christians premarital marital sex is a big deal how big of a deal was it for you and for your community your family that you strayed uh from from the the you know christianity uh your brand of christianity that much was it a problem or
1: you know it really i'm sure like my mother for example i'm sure she didn't uh love the fact that i wasn't going to church although she was kind of in and out at the time as well which may have contributed a little bit to why i was um but as far as my actions, you know, we don't talk about it too much. Um, Especially at that time, it was, you know, there are a lot of people that probably don't know that about me. Um, They may not have any inclination one direction or the other, but I certainly didn't go to people and say, hey, I just want to let you know that I had premarital sex. Um, (laughs) So that
0: that sounds like a, a, a normal way of approaching it. I I also, you know, already something that brings us close together. I also don't go to people and tell them, hey, by the way, (laughs) I wanted you to know. That's probably
1: Uh, a good idea.
0: All right. Um, Okay. So, but it's not like, you know, uh, we, you, you would have had a, a, a fight with your parents if you, you know, they had realized that you, you were, uh Sorry to be fixating on the premarital sex thing, but, you know, it's kind of one example of things that might seem like a big deal. It's not like they would have had a fight or they would have told you, what are you doing, Tony? You're, you're throwing your life away. It wouldn't be that huge a, a deal.
1: My parents, no. Uh, there are okay. certainly some parents that it would have been a, a very big ordeal. So it there are varying, varying degrees of... Um, I don't want to say strictness, because there are rules, you know, there, there are rules that we, we follow. Um, mm. But there are varying degrees of how how well people follow those rules, to be honest. Okay.
0: All right. Um, okay, so let's move on. Uh, the wild Tony years in college. Uh, and after <laughs> that, you, you mentioned uh, you came back to your faith uh, or to to Christianity uh, when you met your wife, right? Yes. hmm um,
1: yeah, she um, she has always been very strong in her Christian faith, and uh, she didn't kind of go through those dry years like I did. So, uh, when I met her, it was important for her that I uh, go to church with her and be in the same place that she was as far as Christian faith. And so, to be completely honest, I did what she asked because I wanted to date her. <laughs> <laughs> But that led me to actually becoming closer to God and uh, more involved with my faith, and uh, it was definitely a good thing. It it was a life changing thing that happened probably for the wrong reason, but you know things happen for different reasons and it's the, the it results that like, counts
0: it, it seems like a pretty good reason to me um you know being being in love with uh with your wife and and wanting to you know be closer to her and wanting to be with her i think is a is i would say probably one of the best reasons to <laughs> to um go back to what you knew so i i i think that's kind of uh, beautiful so um all right, so how would you now define your uh, everyday life as a as a Christian? Um, you know, what do you do? What do you not do? Uh maybe some details for people who are not familiar with what that is.
1: Sure. I I attend a church um that is uh I don't I'm not sure uh how much the rest of the world knows about our terminology, but it would be called a Pentecostal or full gospel church, which there are different um, denominations in Christianity. You know, you've got your, your Baptists, your Methodists, and your Catholics, and so forth. Um, my church is kind of not a denomination. It's just we believe what the Bible says, and we believe the entirety of what the Bible says, and that's kind of how we base our faith. Um I go so three times how, a week? Okay, go ahead.
0: Um, how, when you say we believe the entirety of what the Bible says, how literal is your imp- interpretation of the Bible?
1: That is a good question. Um, <laughs> how literal is it? So can you give me an example of what um, you're sure. thinking? I
0: mean, you know, there, there are uh, questions about uh, about the the. The, the the first one that comes to mind is about uh homosexuality um okay. and the, the premarital sex i'm sure is is another one um do you take the, the what's written in the bible i mean you can go very far like do you believe that the earth is 5000 years old for example or do you believe that uh the These kinds of things, you know, the the things that uh, are serious points of contention uh, with basic science, but that some Christians uh, still believe in.
1: Sure. Um, The first question that you had about homosexuality and premarital sex, I believe that the Bible says that those are wrong. So I consider them wrong. Um, Both of them. I don't pick and choose one over the other. Uh, As far as the age of the earth I am willing to admit that I don't necessarily have all the answers. I believe that if the Bible says—I believe the Bible, and the Bible says that the age of the earth is 5,000 years old, I believe that's what it is. Now, I understand that science says that it is much older than that, and I don't have an explanation for that. I've seen videos where— Um, biased scientists, and I'm saying Christian biased scientists, claim uh, that the age of the earth that non-Christian biased scientists say is wrong. Of course, I've seen the evidence that it's correct. I've seen both. So, I think that, for me, I just have to believe what the Bible says, and just go on faith, which is belief in things unseen. Um, So, like I said, that we actually just showed a video at my church. It wasn't the whole video. It was an excerpt from the video, and then they recommended that we go watch the whole thing that was basically saying that the earth wasn't as old as everyone says it was, and that the scientific methods for proving the age of the earth were flawed— and I've seen that before. Of course, I'm willing to admit that in this age of the Internet that I can't always believe everything I read, <laughs> uh, especially on the Internet. So it is difficult for me to um, come to terms with the scientific community saying one thing and my faith saying something else. That is mm-hmm. that is definitely a struggle. Um, but at the same time, I'm— I'm naturally skeptical, which doesn't always um, – that, that's that perfect Christianity thing. Uh, I, I believe God wants us to look at things and think about things and figure things out. But I'm very skeptical. That's just my personality.
0: Mm. So, so that
1: comes in – go ahead.
0: Oh, Please, keep, keep – I mean, finish your thought.
1: Okay, well, that goes in both ways. You know, I I look at things in the Bible and I really analyze them and I I take a close look at them. But also, I think about, um, you know, science and a computer saying this thing is happening. Well, I'm aware that someone programmed that computer and you can program a computer to say what you want it to say. And I'm not saying that someone thought to themselves i'm going to program this computer to say wrong things but if the assumptions that that person had when they initially programmed the program were incorrect then that program is going to be incorrect
0: okay um so i think it's fair to say you're a little bit conflicted uh about about this just at least a little bit um yes and we could go into this debate and i have very strong opinion about uh uh, opinions about you know the 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 conflict between science and and faith, uh, especially in this regard of the age of the earth. I think I took it as an example um, in a blog post a while ago, and I was sort of, you know, basically my my point was science is very proven to be useful in many cases. So people who don't believe that that the earth uh, is older than 5,000 years should forfeit their right to use an iPhone because science made the iPhone, you know, and you can't choose which one you want to uh, use and and which one you don't want to use. But um, so that was my way of sort of jokingly say, ah, it's not you can't, you know, science works. So you can't decide it works for you for your iPhone and then throw it away for other things. But um, I think that that could become the topic of an entirely different debate. And I don't want to focus on on that too much. Um, So let's move on from that and um, and continue with—you uh, mentioned uh, when we were talking before the show, and I think once now, um, this uh, goal of being a, a perfect Christian. Um, could you elaborate on that a little bit? What does it mean for you to be a perfect Christian?
1: Well, I suppose a perfect Christian would be someone that never commits a sin at all. And shares their Christianity with everyone in a loving way, and brings many souls to to Christ. Which that's the goal, you know. As a Christian, um, we believe that if you don't if you don't accept Jesus, then you'll eventually go to hell, and that's a horrible thing. And then that's, so that's our goal to bring people in because we don't want that to happen. But when I mentioned it before the show, I said one of my flaws is I don't share probably as much as I should and I pointed out that I am on this show sharing, which is a lot <laughs> a bigger step than a lot of people take, but right. just in my daily life and I think that's probably where my biggest flaw is. is I don't incorporate it enough into my everyday life. I, I do incorporated into my everyday life, but there's always an extra step that I could go. And I think that's probably true with anyone. I don't think there's any perfect Christian except for Jesus. He was the perfect Christian. Everyone else falls short, um, and I'm no different from everyone else.
0: Mm. I see um so actually, there's another question I wanted to to ask you. It was to define your so you said it wasn't quite a denomination um, a full gospel church. What does it mean exactly uh for the nature of the church for these kinds of uh, churches?
1: Well, our church is <laughs> quite an experience um and I think what most of your Christians, especially your American Christians, are going to—they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about when I say full-gospel Pentecostal-type church, is uh, they think we're a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're the ones that raise our hands, uh, dance around. Um, we, we believe in speaking in tongues. and uh, well, a What lot does of that
0: mean, speaking in tongues? That
1: Okay. So, that is a a biblical principle. On the day of the Pentecost, um, the disciples had flames, uh, little flames over their head, and they spoke in languages that they didn't understand. And all the people thought that they were drunk, and uh, they said, these are not drunk, they're speaking in tongues. So, what that essentially means is you're speaking in a language, you don't understand. It's um, There's two types. The one type is a, a corporate tongue where one person can say something in a language, and then another person interprets what they said, and the belief is that they're speaking God's Word to the people. Uh, okay. And then the other type is a personal type where you are praying in a tongue and that is a prayer between you and God. And it's so personal between you and God that you don't even know what you're saying. Um, okay. So, and, yeah.
0: and that's what you do. You, you mentioned you go to church, uh, three times a week and during mass, this happens at some point during the, during the it mass? It does
1: sometimes. It's not a regimented, like, okay, it's nine thirty, It's time for tongues. It's not like that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's considered a move of the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit decides it's time to do it, we do it. So, sometimes there's weeks go by, it doesn't happen. Uh, And then there's sometimes that it happens a few services in a row. Um, So, like I said, a lot of of your other denominational Christians are going to think that I'm a crazy person right now, but that's, you know, it is in the Bible and it's what we believe. So, um, yeah. perfectly proud to talk about it
0: yeah and uh, you know i i really don't think <laughs> it might sound funny uh but i don't want i really don't want this to be a judgment space uh mm-hmm. i really want to hear what you have to say and as i said there are many many places for people to be judgmental about many things and of course there are a few things i would not you know admit uh, on the show and I would call people out for but uh, those are a few things and I don't think we've uh, you know that that's not what this is so I'm very happy to hear what you have to say because I think too many times for these kinds of things as I mentioned or other things we just don't listen and think oh, this is a crazy person, and don't even listen. So, And I think it's very important that we listen to each other uh, a little bit more, even if we disagree, as we said. I've said it many times. Anyway, let's keep going. Tony, um, so you were talking about what it means to be a perfect Christian.
1: Yeah, I'm not one, and I will admit that to anyone that asks. And like I said, I don't think there is one, and that's why... I think I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have and I could be wrong but you'll see online and I know we were going to talk a little bit about my experiences online you'll see online people talking about how you know judging other people well you can't judge because you're not perfect well we know that <laughs> and I don't I don't necessarily think that it's my job to judge somebody. Um, it is more my place to inform people of how I believe things are, if if they're interested in listening to me. And if they, um, so I'm not here to say you're going to hell, or you are doing evil things. Um, I'm here to say, if you want to know what I believe, and what that means I'll tell you, and this and this these are the facts of what I believe, and I think that's so, where it gets a little skewed sometimes.
0: Mm, so let's say let's take a practical example. You talk about uh, sharing your faith. Uh, you've mentioned this a, a couple of times. Let's say you and I are you know having a, a beer uh, or a cup of coffee, and I'm telling you about something that uh, you think. Uh, is going to, you know, is a sin and is going to get me closer to going to hell after I die, which obviously is not a pleasant experience. Um, Let's say I'm, you know, talking about... uh, I I don't know, something, I I don't want to say something horrible, but something mild that is still a sin. Maybe you can help me out there. Give me an example of something like that. That wouldn't be premarital sex. It seems it's the only one I can think about. (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, you know, lying is a sin. And you, I suppose if you were telling me that you about this elaborate lie you told somebody and mm-hmm. you know we're concocting That I this was fictional lying to <laughs> my wife for
0: example. Yeah, let's say sure. you know I'm lying to my wife or lying to my cousin or whatever and I'm, and I'm telling you you know I told him this but it's not true blah blah blah. So how would you react at that point if if you were really trying to be consistent with your with your faith?
1: If I was trying to be consistent with my faith, I would probably tell you that uh, well, I guess the first question is are you in this fictional conversation, are you a Christian?
0: Uh, nope. It's I'm I, me. I'm a horrible atheist.
1: Okay. So, Mr. Horrible Atheist, I would <laughs> probably tell you that, uh, well, first of all, lying is kind of wrong anyway, right? I mean, l- I mean. lying is unethical, and <laughs> uh, so I don't think me saying, listen, Patrick, you or lying to your wife, that's probably not cool, would come as a surprise to anyone, whether I'm a Christian or not. Uh, But as far as the Christianity aspect, my goal would be to let you know in a way that isn't overbearing that I am a Christian, and then tell you that, you know, according to my Christian faith, lying is a sin, which... As we said, it's wrong either way. So maybe this isn't the best example. Yeah, <laughs> but, right? Um, maybe,
0: maybe, maybe we have to go back to the example of the premarital sex because this is obviously, if we take an example that everyone, you know, is sort of a socially agreed upon morally wrong thing to do, obviously it's not going to be very. Uh, di- the reaction is not going to be very different. Sure. Um, so, so let's
1: use premarital sex for example. Right. Yeah. Um, let's
0: let's go back to that.
1: you're not married anymore, or I suppose you could be married and having an adulterous affair. Um, You know, I would, if I'm doing what I should be doing, first of all, what I should be doing is sharing my Christianity with you, whether or not you've told me that you're sinning or not. Um, I actually fall under a little bit of a different camp um, than a lot of Christians, and that is that I don't necessarily see it as my job to stand on the rooftop and proclaim the sin of everybody that's walking by. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think another misconception is all Christians are like that. That's not the majority of Christians. The majority of Christians are not like that. Um, But my thought process is, I don't believe it's my job to get a non-Christian sinner to stop sinning. Uh, why would they? Especially if it's something that's considered socially acceptable, like premarital sex, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, There's no reason for them to stop their sin just because I say it's a sin if they're not a Christian. So, my job is to share my Christianity with you and that is something that i need to work on as i said earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. But ha- and how then, would that take place? Like do you do you tell me, "Hey, you know, i'm i'm a, i'm a christian and i get a lot of uh comfort from my faith and i you know, i feel like a more accomplished person and maybe that could help you too?" Or is that the kind of uh, that's how i imagine uh someone uh, someone that's reasonable and that wants to share their their faith would do it, but i have no idea how it actually happens.
1: Uh sounds like a great way. I'll have to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like I said, this is not my strong suit. Uh, mm-hmm. It really isn't. Um, so
0: you personally uh, would probably not talk about it too much. Uh, you might unfortunately, say, "Hey, you know, that's, that's probably. probably
1: the case." Okay, yes. all right.
0: That's that's you know that's really uh, interesting to know as well because I want to move uh, forward with a topic that is uh, I think very dear to you um, which is your interactions online and the difficulties you face there and defining who you are is really uh, interesting as it by itself but also a way of understanding how and why you are facing these difficulties and and how you can um, you know why you're finding them to be uh, difficulties so you are a uh, geek uh, as well as a Christian, right? You're a you're yes. gamer, you're...
1: Yeah, I, I'm very into gaming. Well, uh, Blizzard gaming, which is it's where I <laughs> discovered you. Yeah, I mean, I, I play Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone. Um, I used to play World of Warcraft, so very into Blizzard gaming. Um, so I follow, and I'm very into Twitter, So I uh, follow a lot of people. I follow you and uh, some people that you're very familiar with online on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm also a – I said I was a banker. I actually do uh, new technology development for my bank. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean I'm a programmer. Uh, I actually – we're a a small community bank, and that might be a hard – hard one for you to grasp because I believe the European banks are all a lot bigger than some of our community banks here in uh, the United States. But um, my my bank that I work for is a just under $1 billion asset size bank. Uh, we have 19 branches. So we don't do internal development. We don't develop our own systems and our own softwares. So we outsource all of that. And my job one of my jobs at the bank is to go and find those technologies that we need to use such as mobile banking and the ability to take a picture with your phone to make a deposit so I follow those people online too and especially the the gaming community and that new financial technology communities very liberal leaning um, so I see a lot of a lot of uh, Anti-Christian sentiment, uh, it and because it's the internet, because of that anonymity of the internet, it just gets really nasty. And as a Christian, and I take my Christianity seriously. I, I've admitted that I could do a lot better job, but I do take it seriously, and I am very. I associate myself very deeply with Christianity. So when I see people, it, it's one thing to disagree, and I respect the opinion of someone that disagrees with me. I may not agree with it, of course, otherwise it wouldn't be a disagreement. But (laughs) I I respect that they have that opinion. But the level of meanness and that makes me maybe sound a little uh, sensitive and childlike but they're so mean out there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I I I can't read comments.
0: Yeah, people are mean on the internet um, is, is kind of a you know, now is becoming more and more commonplace knowledge, but how, what does it, can you give us a couple of concrete examples of, um, how you are faced with maybe solicited, maybe unsolicited, uh, reactions that, that, you know, unsettle you a little bit as you, as you said?
1: Well, for the most part, it's rarely directed at me individually um, it's usually directed just off into the internet, kind of a, a shotgun style effect of I'm going to hit whoever I can hit. Um, and I was just saying, I I, I, ha- I can't read comments because th- it seems like any story on any topic eventually turns into uh, a comment war between Christians and non-Christians and. Uh, we were talking about science versus faith earlier. And um, I I do want to be clear. I believe science. (laughs) I just, it it doesn't always coincide with what my faith says. Um,
0: Well, if you're, if you're sorry to interrupt, but if you don't actually believe uh, in, you know, the age of the earth thing, that's sort of a basic conclusion of science. It's sort of like, Yes, it's not one plus one equals two, but it's sort of the basic foundations of, of a lot of the scientific uh, method and scientific process. So I, I would dispute the idea that you do believe in... in oh, it's not even... You know, I have a problem when people say I believe in science. Um, but <laughs> I, I would say that you, that you don't. But you, you think... You, you say you do?
1: Well, I believe that... Uh You know, I believe in gravity. Yeah, I believe. I took science classes. I took science classes at my Christian school, um, Mm -hmm. and they taught me principles of science. I this, you know, your your example of the age of the Earth was actually a very good example for me in particular because Mm -hmm. I I will out myself a little bit here, and I already said I'm not sure. It's it's tough for me um some people take the bible literally and say it's 5000 years um i thought it was 6
0: but oh, maybe it's 6, five. six it's, <laughs> something i'm i'm sorry i i'm a little uh, behind on my old testament uh, reading well, there, I, I there you go.
1: see uh no <laughs> but i i have had this discussion with my wife before um is it a literal well and there are many people who say the days that are mentioned in Genesis are actually a thousand years. Um, mm-hmm. And there there's other places in the Bible that kind of, I won't say back that up, but they give credence to that theory. But then okay. you're still talking a, a relatively short amount of time. Um,
0: right, right, right.
1: So yeah. do I know that the Bible, the years in the Bible are literal years. Do I know that there wasn't, millions of years of time between those days I don't um, and again that is something that I I struggle with mm-hmm. but in the end I have to believe and at the same time the just to de- deflect a little bit um,
0: Yeah let's not get hung up I, on the on the age of the year thing I don't think this is the main um Well I don't
1: think that is necessarily—like, if if I believed that the earth was—how many years is the earth, according to the scientific community?
0: Uh, five 25 million, million. Five billion. Five, okay, five if million, I believe that— Is it? Um, I'm going to out myself as an idiot now. <laughs> <laughs> but if I believe that—but
1: I believe the rest of the Bible. I believe Jesus uh, came to the earth, died for my sins, all that. I believe I'm going to go to heaven, even if I believe the age of the Earth is whatever, and maybe the the passages in Genesis are not literal.
0: Right. Days. So it's not like if you if you don't believe the Earth is five thousand years old, all of a sudden uh, at the gates of heaven, it's like nope you you take the downstairs elevator. It's not that that matters. Ex- right?
1: <laughs> exactly. That that's okay. exactly right. Now. I understand where some people might struggle with uh if you don't believe that why do you believe the rest of the Bible? Well, I know there's a lot of things in the Bible that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh and it might be a translation thing, it might be a a metaphorical thing, I don't know. But anyway. Okay, um, so
0: let yeah, let's go back to yeah. to the comments thing. Um and you you know, I was asking for a couple of examples and you said you, you can't read the comments. Um, sure. And, so, and I think it goes to the way, you know, the way it, you understand people disagreeing with you, but the way it impacts you is beyond people disagreeing. So, yeah, yes. go ahead.
1: And I understand the internet is mean. Uh, I actually <laughs> get a little more aggressive when I'm on the internet. But to me, the... The level of derision t- directed towards people is out of control. And I mentioned this in some of our correspondence prior to this show. I see terms like space daddy, and I see uh, Christian belief referred to as mythological monsters and things like that. And to me, that just seems really crazy. Uh, first of all, I don't agree with other religions, but I don't mock those religions, right? I don't, and I think that's what it comes down to. I don't agree with people that are atheists, but I don't mock them for being an atheist. Christians more and more are being mocked for our beliefs. And I I know that there are other religions, but you don't see it as much. And maybe it's because Christians are a little more vocal on the internet, and they're judgments, and I'm doing the the finger quotes that you can't see, but um, mm-hmm. it, that could be it. it maybe it's because people just feel like they need to fight back against us because we're always in their faces, um, but I, I was discussing this with my wife the other day when we were talking about what I was going to talk about on this show, and it's just mockery. I, it, it's horrible. Uh, mm-hmm. You're mocking the person's faith. You're mocking their core of their being in some cases. And I, if I could get one message out to people that are doing that, it'd be like that. Can we, can we tail that off a little bit? Because that is just, (laughs) it's a horrible feeling when someone mocks your, who you are.
0: That's, you know, that's, that's really interesting. And it's not exactly where I thought you were. um, We were going to go with this discussion, but you, you put your finger right on it. It's, the anonymity and, you know, all of these problems that we are facing on the internet all the time, um it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or something else. The fact that you're a Christian and, you know, what I would say is that in the Western world, uh Christianity is more dominant and it's uh, a more... Uh, you know, it's obviously the, the, the biggest uh, monotheistic religion in the Western world. So it still hurts when you're being mocked in that way. It's not because it's the biggest one that it doesn't hurt you, right? Um, right. But I would... So I, I'm also wondering, in, in this case, you, you're saying, you know, it's happening more and more and w- we feel... I don't think you mentioned you said it quite like that, but it seems like you feel you're being targeted almost. Christianity is being targeted uh, specifically. I'm wondering. No, that's uh, no. I do
1: believe that, and I I think you may have actually come across the reason for it. We're the biggest. We're the easiest target.
0: Mm. It's yeah, maybe I guess so, but it's also um, so. what about uh islam though i'm you know i'm taking the the example of the other huge monotheistic religion which is also in a big um you know in, in a big controversy at the moment around the world because of uh the 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 terrorism attacks do you feel i the reason i'm saying this is that you know you're saying christianity is is always being targeted and it's almost felt like you were saying we're the only ones being treated that way. Maybe that's a mischaracterization, but I'm wondering what you think about uh, the other religions. And the first one that comes to mind is Islam. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think that I believe, I absolutely think they're being targeted and uh, hateful things are being said about them as well. I think there are some differences and. Um, I think they're being targeted for one specific reason, which you mentioned, um, was the right, act of terrorism. I, I think we're being targeted for a completely different reason, uh, which, you know, you're not seeing Christian acts of terrorism, so there's there's a different reason. Now, I don't think mockery is okay in either instance. But I will also say that I don't think at least in america uh I'm not seeing them being mocked for their religion. I'm seeing them being criticized for the actions of those few people
0: um right, I guess there is yeah a difference yeah um I'm sure the athe- yeah yeah that that's that launches us into a wider even discussion that i'm i not sure I want to get into right here um but the, the, the fact that you're, you feel you're being targeted, um, and I think, you know, if I'm being completely honest, a- as I mentioned, I am an atheist, um, and there is definitely a feeling uh, for me when people talk about uh, their, their religion or, you know, people who are very Christian, it's difficult for me to reconcile uh, the way I look at the world and the way they look at the world. When you're saying, um, you know, the, the, the space daddy comment seems to be especially hurtful to you, right? Mm-hmm. It, um, if you, can you imagine someone that doesn't believe uh, in God... You, I'm sure you know you've had this argument with many people. I'm certain, and I apologize if I'm, uh, you know, making you repeat uh, things you've said many times. But the idea of um, of God itself is very incongruous to someone who doesn't believe in it, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So, ref- uh, referring to uh, God as Space Daddy. I, you know, I'm trying to put... It's interesting because you're making me sort of question the way I look at at uh, religion and Christianity by your comments about other people that, that question it in a less than courteous uh, way. So <laughs> I, I'm trying to put my words together as I'm thinking. I apologize if I'm coming off as uh, uh, a little bit incoherent. Um, but there is a dominance of Christianity and the 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 you know i've had examples of um people american friends of mine um that have been telling me that in the us today maybe a few years ago and even today i'm sure it is very difficult for them to uh tell some of their the members of their community their family that they are uh maybe not atheists, but they don't believe in God the way they do, or maybe some of them are atheists, and they're telling me, you know, I can't say that. It's it, I, I, I can't say it because I would be shunned, I would be uh, uh, outcast, uh, it would be a, a real problem. And when you're in that kind of environment, I would say that I am not incredibly surprised that... Uh, these kinds of conflicts occur in france that 's the example I know the most i 've often mentioned that religion is not as big a deal as it is in uh, in other countries, maybe especially in the u s but i it 's the case everywhere and we don 't have these kinds of the same kinds of issues so when I look at the u s and my friends who tell me you know i can 't say it to my parents um Let's say without excusing it, it sort of explains to me why some people are being even aggressive in their atheism or, or lack of Christianity. So I'm I, I guess the question I would like to ask you is um how would you or maybe your community react if if Let's say, you know, nightmare scenario, you one of your children is grown up, they go to college and they come back and tell you "Dad, I love you very much. But you know what? I'm sorry. I don't believe in God anymore. Would that, you know, what kind of reaction would that elicit?
1: Well, that would be heartbreaking, first of all, because of what I believe. Um, and we've right. discussed you what believe I believe. At that point
0: and- that they would they would go to hell. Yes,
1: and that's obviously not something you would ever want for your child. Um, And it's definitely, I understand the difficulty there of kind of explaining that perspective to somebody that just doesn't believe that. Um, But I would, of course, still love my son, and I would treat him as my son or my daughter, whichever one it would be. Um, But... It would be tough. And I I wouldn't enrage at them. I wouldn't, you know, shun them. But I would absolutely make it a point for me to try to bring them back because I wouldn't want that final result for them.
0: Which, yeah, which makes sense, of course. I'm wondering how, you know, and as, as you're speaking, I'm sort of, uh, I'm touched a little bit because I I can I don't I can almost feel uh the pain in your voice as you're imagining that that situation and I certainly don't don't wish that uh for anyone, but I'm wondering how your community um would react to someone like that. Like you you're men- you you did mention it's a rural area and it's uh I'm imagining that the community is is mostly uh, Christian. Is is everyone in your environment uh, of your faith?
1: Not everyone. It it, it is very uh, dominantly Christian. Yes. Okay. But so, well, I know people. Um, I work with people that are atheists, and I know they are. I don't know how many other people know they are. Now, I don't shun them, um, and I definitely understand the other side of the coin. I understand that the people saying the hurtful things towards me or towards Christians are not necessarily the majority, and I know that there are Christians that say hurtful things towards other people, and I hope the other people understand that they're not necessarily the majority either. Um, And But yes, we're dominantly Christian, but if there—I think— More and more—actually, we touched on this a little in our correspondence as well—when I was a a boy, everyone was Christian. I mean, it was just—and I say everyone. I'm sure there were people that weren't, but like you're saying, they they kept it quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, And as time has gone by, even in my rural area, it's less and less. Um, You're you're getting people that are more vocal about their um, atheism and— and that's that's fine they're not you know in in this real world area you know not the internet but where people are having real life physical interactions everyone's pretty cordial to each other but that's not surprising considering when things get out of hand in real life think bad things can happen um, but and i'm not saying that christianity should be everyone should be christian i i hope everyone would be but I don't want that it's them
0: a, because you don't want right. them to go to hell clearly. Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: not just trying to pad my numbers or anything. It's <laughs> literally about looking out for what I believe is the best for these people and mm-hmm. if if it's okay with you I'll give an example that a lot of people have probably heard before but Please do. It's it's kind of an analogy where if you see somebody walking toward a cliff you think that cliff is there, you think that cliff is a danger to them. You're going to try to stop them. Um, that's kind of how it is for Christians. We believe that danger is there for these people, and we it, we, we need to try to stop them um, now if they if that person doesn't want to listen to what we have to say, if they don't want to choose to become a Christian, that's their choice and I believe we should say, okay, you know you you've made your choice that's fine now we're still friends with them we're still they are still our loved ones we treat them just as we would treat anybody else but um i i think that's why the majority of christians do share their faith and try to convert people um is because we don't want bad things to happen to
0: them well that yeah that makes complete Absolute uh, sense. I mean, the example is, I'm sure, uh, used very often, but it makes uh, it makes sense, as I was saying. Um, This is, you know, something that is interesting to me and and not difficult to understand. But as I often mention, in in France, there are, you know, many Christian. I'm sure France is dominantly a a Christian country, uh, but. The, the secularism of society is deeply ingrained, as we discussed in detail uh, in the last episode about uh, burkinis and, you know, go, go listen to that. I, I go into many details uh, about that. But there has never really been, for some reason, the Christians in France, I don't know how different their faith, different their faith is, um, I, I I guess uh, they are in a place where I'm sure many Americans are as well. They define themselves as as Christians, but they don't necessarily uh, go with all of the uh, you know the the written Bible. And for example, they might not think that you do need um, to be a Christian to be saved from sin and to go to heaven. You know, maybe they they have a, a wider view of it, which. I also have a problem with, because it's kind of, well, now you're starting to pick and choose. Um, but they think, you know, if you're a good person, then you go to heaven. And maybe that explains why they're not rushing to save you from walking into that cliff as much as maybe some people in your community um, would be. But... Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of um, uh, heartened... By the description you're making of the people of, of your community who, I, from where I'm standing, have a pretty strict uh, view of Christianity, I think most people would agree to that. And yet, um, someone who would, be, who would not believe in, um, in God wouldn't necessarily be shunned as I have been led to believe people are. In those situations, you're saying, at least in your experience, that's not the case.
1: In my experience, in a in a community type capacity now that you said that person said they couldn't tell their parents that might very well be true. Um, I imagine in this scenario you gave where one of my children came back from college, they would struggle to tell me. And I know that's true. They they would not want to tell me. Um, And it might be more of a disappointment Thing. they don't want to cause that disappointment um, I would hope that they wouldn't think that I would shun them but definitely in a community sense um, you know no they're not going to be shunned now in that small group setting of family or you know they've gone to a church all their life and now they've decided they they don't believe those church members they they might have a different, Uh, viewpoint than i do but uh everyone's different and a lot of people are going to take things a little differently so
0: the the reason i was bringing this up uh wasn't just for for the theoretical question it it was also because to me it sort of explains the the pushback you know the 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 aggressivity without excusing it i think the reality is, as often, you know, when we talk about the Internet, is that we're going to be more aggressive on the Internet and say things that we wouldn't say in real life. Uh, but the, the pushback, the violence of the pushback towards Christianity, which I can absolutely believe is real, uh, is at least in part due to the, um, it, it, what feels like a, a, a obligation that you are very—it is diffi- very difficult to get out of, right? If you're if you've been raised in a majority Christian community or country, even um, when people, after a couple centuries, in the case of the U.S., finally manage to to you know get out of that community and feel some kind of oppression. Um, I can understand that they push back. Right. Um, And you're saying that in your, you know, in your experience, it's not the case, which is uh, awesome. And I hope it's, it's uh, that easy. You make it sound very easy, which is great. And and again, makes me rethink my assumptions about this, but uh, for some people it, it isn't. And they, that would be the reason why they push back hard. Does that make sense? Or is that, you know, uh, an idea in my head.
1: I think it makes sense, but I also think another part of the pushback against Christianity is definitely our beliefs. Um, we believe things that other people just don't believe, and that makes people angry. So I think I think it's a little bit of both.
0: So I mean, if if, if when you're talking about space daddy, this is basically uh, the entirety of the. The the, you know all three big monotheistic religions believe that so it's not specifically against Christians it's about you know monotheistic religions and I'm sure the people who would say things like Space Daddy don't have a particular fondness for other religions either Uh, but you think it's, it's I guess my question is don't you think it's targeting Christianity
1: ooh no i'm sorry about that
0: no problem maybe someone's calling to tell me i'm wrong about something no i just hung
1: up on them so we're good oh okay
0: (laughs) please uh, apologize to them for me later when they call back
1: Um, i don't know if you have telemarketers but we do and that's who it was
0: ah okay all right then definitely do not apologize um so, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to get at is you feel it's an attack on Christianity, and I understand that. But the way I look at it, it's just an attack on religion, and Christianity happens to be the target of it because it's the one that's in front of them, right?
1: It could be uh, just a general attack on religion, and it's because Christianity is in front of them. It could be that I am taking it personally because I'm a Christian. Uh, I'm yeah. perfectly willing to admit that. Um I do see more, at least in the United States, I see more of an anti-Christian sentiment than other religions. Um, and that's not just on the Internet. That's just in general uh, society these days uh, in our government, just to some extent. And I don't want to maybe necessarily get into in, uh, government-type stuff, but, um, Well,
0: you know, actually—sorry, uh, Go keep ahead. going, in. after that, I'll have a question.
1: Okay so um you you don't see the pushback from media and elected officials quite as much towards islam except for in the instance of uh the terrorist attacks and things of that nature um you just you just don't see Pushback against – now, and I'm saying – I do want to make it clear. I'm talking the media and the elected officials. You see a lot of pushback from the uh, general populace, and again, I don't condone mockery um, in that instance uh, to anything, but –
0: Go ahead, please. So, what this makes me think about, and again, maybe it's because I'm looking at it from France, but to me, uh, the American, uh, you know, political system is entirely Christian, you know, and it's it's the pushback you're seeing against Christianity is because you know, and not against Islam, is because there are no elected officials that are of another religion, or I'm sure there are a couple, you know, but. most of them are Christians, and you couldn't imagine in a thousand years—well, maybe in a thousand years—but you know, in, in, in the next few decades, a president that wouldn't be a Christian uh, in, in your country. And as I'm sure you know, there you couldn't imagine a president that wouldn't be a Muslim in many other countries, or you know, a Christian in many other countries as well. But sure. I'm surp- I'm surprised that you feel uh, there is a pushback when. From where I'm standing, there's a dominance of Christianity in in the American political system. You, that's not the way you you see it. My my response,
1: without trying to put on my crazy far right hat, would be: Are they Christians? Because as time has gone by, our country the the rules and the uh, policies have gotten increasingly anti-christian as, as time I has passed that. so so can, can you define anti- say it
0: Christ- oh sorry go ahead
1: well they say they're christians they go to church on sundays and so on but the the policies that they're putting forth are not christian policies
0: so what you're you're referring to things like uh the the right to choose and things like that or deeper yes. than that okay absolutely um Right. So what you're saying is, well, so what I'm trying to, to analyze what you're saying, but I know that, the, as you mentioned as well, there are different types of Christians um, in, in the country and in the world. And when I say di- different types, what I really mean is different uh, faiths. And when you're saying um, they are not Christians, you're uh uh, understanding it to mean uh the type of christian faith that you believe in yourself is that correct or that you know no
1: no I, i wouldn't say that i would say that things like and i i understand and i respect the separation of church and state i do um but as, as we have gone through the last few decades, we have not only stopped required prayer in school, which I'm actually not completely against that. I, I, I think that you shouldn't require someone to pray that that's not their religion. I, I'm completely okay with that. But we've gone from that to saying, you can't pray in a public school or public uh, meeting or something like that. And I actually have an example of this. There's a local um, school in my area, and they had a wrestling team. And it just so happened that all of these wrestlers were um, Christians, and they wanted to get shirts with—they wanted to use a Bible verse on their wrestling shirt. I I think it was, I can do all things through Christ— And it wasn't even local officials that put a stop to it. Some um, separation of church and state group from Minnesota found out about it and came in and filed lawsuits to get them to take that off their shirt. So that kind of thing, um, the the right to choose, as you said, that has – those to me aren't – Denominational things, which I think is what you're referring to when you were talking about one Christian faith versus another Christian faith.
0: Right. Yeah. Those Sorry,
1: are. That was it. Yeah. And that, and that's fine. Those are tenets of Christianity as a whole. You know, um, protecting life and the the verse and prayer and things like that. So that's why I say that the policies that our government has set forth over the last few decades have gone farther from the bit the biblical policy the biblical founding that we had uh now you could debate whether our founding fathers were christians or not i know there are some that say they weren't but um they did found this country with that and uh so i think that that's why i say are they really christian
0: i'm not Mm -hmm. so sure so you just to take the Extreme example, and I don't want to, you know, make all of this about the right to choose, but it's the one that speaks the most clearly, if you, we want to explain your, your thinking here. Do you believe that someone can be a Christian and be pro-choice?
1: I believe they can be a Christian and be pro-choice. I believe they are wrong, and I believe that eventually they will be... Um, shown the error of their ways you know in some sort of final judgment
0: okay but in the case of you know we're talking about these um you know the elected officials and again i'm i'm hope this is clear i'm really not trying to to uh probe you aggressively i'm just trying to understand where you're coming from um sure these um elected officials, that you're wondering uh, whether or not they're they're, quote-unquote real Christians, if they actually uh, have the basic uh, beliefs of Christianity, maybe they could, could could you imagine them to be Christians that actually believe in um, the right to choose, that are pro-life? Or is that difficult to reconcile for you?
1: it it's very difficult for me to reconcile but not even I, I i don't think you want to make this a top a discussion about uh pro life versus pro choice um but it's not even a difficult for me to reconcile because of my christianity to me it's difficult to reconcile just because it's difficult for me to reconcile just for my my mindset my personality you know um I believe that, like I said, I believe they're incorrect, could be misguided, could be knowingly incorrect. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, and that's always an issue. You you don't know what someone's thinking. They could just mm-hmm. be wrong. Uh, they they might think they're on the right path, and they're not, you know, that kind of thing. But it is very difficult for me to reconcile how a someone who claims to be a Christian could be pro-choice.
0: Okay. Um, so in that, it's in that sense, uh, that you feel Christianity is being, um, targeted or attacked and it shows in the comments on the internet, but it's sort of a symptom of a wider, uh, a wider issue that your country is, is living through right now, right?
1: It is. I think our country is very divided, obviously, I mean, if you yeah, look at any of the, <laughs> yeah, we're we're extremely divided, and I feel like there are actually, and it's not necessarily geographical, although there are some instances where it is. I feel like we're two countries at this point, we're a uh, we're a conservative Christian country, and we're a liberal, you know, non-religious country, and that's tough. And I I don't I think that's probably a a symptom of how big our country is, you know, we've got so many people so large of a space that you're going to have these different ideologies all throughout. And it's very divided, and it's very divisive, and it's um, toxic, how divisive we are towards each other. And it's it's a shame. I, I hate
0: it. You know, I really, i I'm, I hear what you're saying. And I think there's a lot of truth to it in the sense that This division, I feel, is very, is incredibly strong, but it's incredibly strong not because it's real. It feels to me like it serves a political purpose to have an enemy. And in, in, possibly in both camps, um, obviously we're talking about, you know, uh, Republicans and Democrats here at this point, or maybe. You wouldn't be comfortable with some of the Republican Party. Uh, I'm I'm guessing is that correct? Or do you do, um, do you do you make that distinction between Republicans and Democrats, or is it a, an entirely different thing altogether?
1: I am a registered Republican, but I would vote for anyone as long as their ideals aligned with mine.
0: Right. Um, And and your focus is on the 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 Christian principles. I'm guessing. Yes. So anyone, let's say, let's say a Democrat would come in and say, "Listen, I'm I'm socially liberal, (laughs) uh, but there are a couple of things that I'm I'm are important to me as a person and for my faith, and that's uh, the pro-life." I'm pro-life and whatever. I'm pro-life, and, uh, but I want Medicare and Medicaid to be expanded. And Obamacare is amazing, and we want it more. You would vote for that person?
1: Well, you sure kept piling on there, didn't you? Yes, I, actually, <laughs> I, I would. Um, to me, the, um, the issues, the, the pro-life issue is paramount. As far Mm -hmm. as uh, an elected official, that would be the one that I would put at the very top of my list. Um, And that's just because it's something that I feel very
0: deeply about. Okay, Uh, but, yeah, no, that's that's interesting um, because it's it shows to me that this is really about uh, a very a couple of very specific issues. And it seems the way I look at the political landscape in the US is that in the past 20 years or so, maybe 25 years. Maybe it was the same before. Maybe it's just since I started, you know, being old enough to understand it. But it seems to me that that this opposition has been drummed up to a point that it seems that we are in this situation that you're describing, um, where it's basically two groups with guns pointed at each other and this is not a joke about the second amendment it's just opinions <laughs> but you know it's it it seems that way but i really think that when you take the time to to talk to people like we are taking the time to talk now um and you know i'm french i'm i'm from almost a different planet from most americans but it seems to me that we definitely disagree. There is no question about that. I, I think, you know, we, we are, in, in those ways, in complete disagreement. But I don't hear what you're saying and think that person is, you know, a terrible human being. I'm not thinking what I sometimes think about some of the people I hear discussing things online, or I watch on TV, or or I'm sure you know that you and your family uh, see on TV from the other side and think, how can that human being exist and say the things they do? I'm just thinking, well, you know, that guy comes from a different background. He has different beliefs. He seems like a decent guy. I could hang out, we could hang out together. I would never think that about most of the people I read from online, right? I have this distorted image. And so I'm going on and on. I'm sorry, but I'm wondering if you, how you feel about that division, uh, is it really something that you, you feel is so strong because it is? Or is there, as I'm saying, maybe something of a dramatization uh, because of the media landscape that we live in and the world we live in that just presents things that way.
1: I do think it's a a dramatization. Um, I think that if you actually boiled it down and you actually got people to tell the truth, their views on a lot of things would be very similar. Um, And got, you know, took, took the, the showmanship out of it, uh, because there's a lot of that, you know, they, they have to posture for their party. Um, I think that, you know, random Republican Senator and random Democrat Senator are probably very nearly the same guy or girl or lady. Um, (laughs) especially once they get to Washington, they're, they're going to the same places to eat. They're going to the same theaters and they, they think the same things. Now, there might be a few topics that they differ on and that's really the challenge i think to the american voters is find your issue or your set of issues however you know find the importance level to you and find the one that most aligns with that trust that they're telling you the truth because they may or may not be and then make your decision you know, I again. I said I'm a I'm a Republican, but that means very little to me. Uh, if a Democrat came out, like you said, and his ideas aligned with mine, I'd have no problem voting for him mm. because I consider the uh, economic stuff like and that secondary to the ethical
0: stuff but you know it's i mean that's what matters to you and clearly it's it's an important way of looking at it but what you're saying earlier what you were saying earlier uh echoes with me quite a bit most of the politicians today agree on most things and the reason it feels like they they don't is that they do we focus on the differences and in some cases in a pretty dramatic fashion um like in the case of the right to choose. Um but you know, I was looking at the, the presidential debates and the promos to the presidential debates, and I was saying I'm from a different planet. I really felt like I was from a different planet when I was looking at this 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 I don't even know how to call it prize fight. Uh, intro sequence, is that, you know, is that normal? Is that how you think of political conf- confrontation of ideas? And I understand that this election is peculiar and is weird and icky for many people. But is that how you think of, of political debate? Like some kind of a cheap ni- Sunday night, uh, you know, boxing match? It's not how I
1: think of it, but right? I, I, I was using the you as, it, as right? the
0: general, not, <laughs> not you specifically. But
1: well, you know, that's I, I would put that upon the the media that has created those promos. You know, they're the ones setting these things up, so that must be how they think about it.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's that's actually the most depressing thing I've heard for at least a couple of days, not the debate itself, but that. That is, in my opinion, why you get ultimately... I mean, it's part of an entire uh, system, but that's why you, and now I'm using the the direct you to you, Tony, you feel that your country is two countries. Because these divisions that exist, I'm not saying they don't, but these divisions that exist are are artificially theatrically uh emphasized to the point that you feel the person who has some uh, a different idea from you is the enemy and that's deeply depressing i don't know you know i don't want to and you know why
1: you know why they're doing that because conflict
0: sells of course of course yeah obviously it's all they about want, money. you know it's the ratings and you want people to watch and you want and even beyond that, I mean, we're sort of, you know, stating the obvious here, even for the the political, for the elections themselves, and I'm not just talking about the presidential election, you know, if if you have a senator or a congressman that's campaigning, if they want you to vote for for them instead of the other person, then the division is the best way to do it. I'm for this, and they're for that, and they're... Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if they say, I'm for this and they're for, th- and they're for that, we're all, you know, great people, but decide for who you want to vote. And it's a different thing if they're saying they are evil, and if you vote for them, the world will go out in flames. Um, how does it Crooked. work? <laughs> I'm sorry?
1: <laughs> Crooked.
0: Yeah, if for you example. Will. Um, how, how does it go on the local level? For a community like yours, uh, you know, for mayoral elections or uh, congressional, or you know, these kinds of things, is it as uh, divisive as it is for the presidential election?
1: Not in my community, absolutely not. It might be in right. a, I guess a in your community, New York City, everyone votes something like that.
0: Everyone votes the same way in your in your community. Is that is there are there debates when things? Uh, I have not seen local debates in my community, um,
1: but at the same time, you're talking.
0: Yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say at the same time, you're talking, everyone's just voting for their buddy. You know, half the people (laughs) are friends with that guy and half the people are friends with that one. So the one with more friends wins. It's not usually, especially at the very local level, it's not about policy. It's about who knows who and who's buddies with who.
0: And what happens when a buddy of that person and a buddy of the other person, you know, discuss policy? Do you do you get into heated discussions or?
1: Nah, now you might get into a <laughs> heated debate over a, 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 a Trump supporter versus a Clinton supporter at the local level. You might you would I certainly get into a debate there, but uh, not for the local level politicians now. Mm.
0: OK, um, all right. I want to go back. We're going to bring the, the show to to close fairly soon, but I want to go back to the online um, issue. And we talked about comments and Twitter and things like that. Uh, but you also mentioned, uh, you know, your interactions in online games. Have you ever been confronted with uh, things like that that were problematic for you uh, in in gaming in general? No, um, one,
1: the only experience I can ever remember of having a negative experience due to my religion in an online game was actually a guild experience. And the guy and I are really good friends, but, um, he was spouting off in voice chat over some bad experience he'd had with a Christian, and, uh, it made me angry. So, I left <laughs> and that was, that was just, it. I didn't, I didn't leave mm. the guild. I just left the situation. So, right. um, rather than get into it with him. So, so that, you, didn't, but,
0: you didn't want to say, Hey man, I'm a Christian and I'm cool. So don't bad mouth all of us or you didn't get into that.
1: I didn't because he, he was well aware that I was a Christian. He knew me. Um, we'd met, in person and we'd been playing for quite a while. So he knew that he didn't need me to remind him of that. And I I believe if I remember correctly, when I left, someone else said something, you know, Mm. so it was kind of like, you know, Hey man, chill out. Don't, don't forget Tony's a Christian kind of thing. And it it all worked out. We're, we're still friends.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's uh, reassuring, I suppose. Um, all right. Anything else you want to mention about, you know, your online interactions and or or any other type of interaction or anything?
1: I think we've we've covered a lot. I actually was a little worried that we would have a very short show and turns out we <laughs> went for an hour and a half. So I'm I'm very yeah. pleased. You've actually made me uh reevaluate um the online part. You know, I, I it, discussing it has actually helped uh, i understand that it's the the natural meanness of the anonymity of the internet and i knew that but um it, you've helped put some perspective on everyone's getting that a little bit you know other other faiths are getting that so it, it's
0: helped me a lot thanks well no i'm super happy if i've helped in that regard it's certainly the case that you know in my experience. I think, you know, it's not just everyone's mean on the internet. That's a a generalization, but it kind of is true to an extent, but in these kinds of debates, I mean, I've seen uh, one of the, the uh, controversies I've followed very, very closely was the uh, Gamergate issue um, with the, the whole issue of the representation of females in, in, uh, video games and what felt like a conversation that should have been maybe with disagreements, but certainly uh, 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 didn't call for that kind of of toxicity, turned into one of the most toxic things I've ever seen anywhere. With you know, anger and fighting and and I've seen some of that, and I honestly believe that in in many many cases that happens. Just because of the configuration of the internet, and we're still as a society learning to deal with it and learning with the if you if i'm being honest, I think the the inner uh, the inner negativity that some people feel they have to express outwards, I think there are a lot of people that weren't hugged enough when they were little, <laughs> and they feel like you know they, they, it makes them feel better to be mean on the internet and yeah it i'm sure it 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 does manifest itself uh towards christian towards muslims for sure uh towards women towards everyone but if i'm being 200 percent honest i'll i'll say one thing and and put myself under the bus here for a second i've realized doing this show and, and with my interactions online on, on social networks, I am a lot more aggressive on Twitter or on our Slack channel. A lot of uh, French listeners talk with me. It's all very friendly all the time, but I realize that I, I let myself go a little bit more when I'm on Twitter then definitely then when i'm thinking about what i should say when i'm on a on a podcast and in this one it's the case it's the case you know on more silly things like video games or tech or when i i troll you know apple or android users or, or xbox or playstation users you know these kinds of things i can become myself a little bit meaner than i am when i'm very uh, uh composed on shows like this so if me, who I consider to be a very uh, uh, gentle and and kind and, and, uh, you know, considerate at least, maybe not gentle and kind, but at least considerate person, can turn into that. Um, Maybe it really is just a a question of learning how to deal with the the Internet, not for the people who we encounter, but ourselves. Learning how to behave on the internet, and that's that might take time. But um,
1: I understand completely. I was the same way when forums were a thing. I I got
0: really aggressive
1: on people <laughs> on forums, and I I don't know why. I like you. I consider myself a fairly even keeled person, and uh, man, I went after people. So it's a learning process.
0: <laughs> I guess it is, and let's let's hope that we all of us, wherever we are from, whatever we believe. Will learn um, faster rather than uh, slower, and we will manage to not be mean on the internet. I think we Definitely. can drink to that, and I mean drink. When when I say drink, I don't necessarily mean alcohol. Some people. Don't. <laughs> let's be respectful to everyone. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Tony. Um, it was a, a real pleasure to have you on. And I, I, again, I want to reiterate the fact that uh, I was very glad you agreed to be on the show because it can be a little bit difficult uh, sometimes to, to talk about these things. So um, is there anything you want to uh, let people know? I don't know if you do anything online or uh, if people want to find you or something like that.
1: I'm more than willing to accept some uh, conversation on Twitter. Uh, I don't use it a ton, definitely not like. Patrick-level Twitter usage, but I I might tweet one or two things every few days. Uh, Mostly, you'll see me retweeting Heroes of the Storm stuff, Um, maybe a political thing now and then, uh, and maybe uh, some pictures of my kids or a picture of me, like last night I posted a picture of me doing video at church. So um, my Twitter is at Tony Staley, and uh, as long as you're going to be civil with me, I would be perfectly happy to get into some conversations.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much uh, for being on the show. Um, my name is Patrick Beja. As you know, I'm not Patrick on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, you can find this show and a few others on FrenchSpin.com. Um, the next episode will be a normal uh, episode where we get different people from around the world to discuss the uh, news, and I'm sure we'll talk about the uh, the election at that point in in a little bit longer and. When I say the election, I mean the American election, of course, but also other topics. We're not just talking about that. So I hope you uh, listen to that as well. I want to thank everyone for listening. Again, thank you, Tony, for being on. And we'll be back for the next episode. Bye, everyone.